Hello, hello, welcome back to Hooligans Pitch. <laughs> it, it's the same every week. It, it's Chad and Michael, you know, we back. We're back again. <laughs> 46 weeks in a row. Oof. I mean, it's flying by. It, it's flying by. Um, I kind of just want to dive right into this this game. But before we do that, let's get oh, the bevy out the way. Yeah, we almost we forgot. Don't forget. Yeah, we, we can't forget this one. Um, special occasion today. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time in five years, Man City has lost two games in a row. So I think, you know what? We can celebrate a little. I didn't get the the scoreline I wanted, but we're going to do a treehouse yeah. today. A gold treehouse because wow. um, it just feels right. It feels right. It feels right. It feels right. How about yourself? All right. um, nothing too crazy, but still just enjoying the Oktoberfest while mm. it's around, you know. Got to take it while I can get it. So... There you go. And I want to say, I, I finally finished my wall behind me. I got my Sac Republic poster, my Liverpool, mm, yes. and my Arsenal. The right order, Liverpool on top, Arsenal right below. However, in the table, it doesn't reflect that. But <laughs> In your heart. In my heart. Yeah, there you go. In my heart. In my heart. Yes. Um, okay, Chad, let's let's talk about something that hasn't happened in five years. Um, City losing two in a row. Only a couple mm-hmm. players on this team who were on that team five years ago. Um, the likes of a young Foden, a De Bruyne, uh, mm-hmm. an Ederson, um, a John Stones, you know, these players that have kind of, it feels like they're still relatively young uh, yeah. and have been at City for a while. But this is the first time for a lot of the, the starting 11 who have never been through this before. And I think it's kind of hilarious, like that <laughs> they kind of had a little a little fit near the end and how to yeah. control their emotions. Um but first off, let's talk about the game in itself. What did what was your uh, overall take? Um, you know, comparing it to previous encounters with City, um, I think Arteta finally like played this right because uh, all the past ones he always wanted to go like head to head with City and just like take them on. And um, I think a lot of that was due to maybe the quality of player that Arsenal had in the past, um, but it just it obviously never worked. It didn't work. Um, and this time, as much as Arsenal came out maybe a little bit nervous, they came out also pretty well controlled, um, which I think is what was needed. Like, kind of take your time to get into the game and, like, see what City's going to do. Um, I mean, it, it worked in the end. It wasn't the most, you know, lightning back and forth game or, yeah. or a ton of chances or anything, but... Um, it, it was just kind of like a chess match, I guess, mm-hmm. is almost the best way to describe it. You know, both teams kind of know the level of each other. And, you know, even tactically, like, they're both coming from the same tactics book of, of, of Pep, right? So, um, I, as, as an Arsenal fan, like, I thought it was a, a pretty interesting game. I've seen a lot of comments from neutrals saying it was, like, boring. I've been, like... I get that but at the same time like this was this is you know the the big game of last season that that everyone had circled immediately for this this year as it came around and um you know it it was good to take advantage of city missing de bruyne and, and rodri like yep if you're ever going to get a win over them you, you got to do it now um and i'm glad arsenal could, could get it done and uh i think that's it just takes a lot of pressure off of Arteta and the team, especially after the the whole soccer mishap or, or misuse—I don't know what you want to call it—but um, 
yeah, you know, going into the international break with with the city, a win over city is a certainly a comfy two weeks. <laughs> when you can keep the robot Erling Holland from scoring, that's always a win, no matter what team you are. Even if you lose, if you stop sure. him, that, that feels like a win. But to just keep the clean sheet and uh, yeah. to to get out to get out of there with with uh, you know no city player scoring and without arguably your best player in soccer and yes of course city was missing a couple of their key guys um, mm-hmm. De Bruyne and Rodri but um, the substitutions I thought from Mikel was something Ugh. perfect oh, I, I'm I I got a city highlight on someone's yelling goal and it was Martinelli's scored and it just popped off really quick oh. sorry about that um, <laughs> but it spooked me. Uh, what surprised me was Mikel making those subs. The first one being Martinelli at half, and mm-hmm. then the three others that came on: uh, Partey. Uh, help me out here. Who else came on at that time? Tommy Asu and, and uh, Havertz. More. Havertz. Yes, um, and then Pep only making two subs on his end. I think that just shows the depth quality that Pep yeah. is. Just like I don't have, I don't have the options. <laughs> All right, Oscar Bob. I really don't have the <laughs> options here. And and you know, I think Rico Lewis is a bright spot for them, and they're extremely mm-hmm. lucky that he's come in there and has been this kind of spark plug for their team. Yeah. But other than. That I mean, that team is just. I think they're gonna. I mean, we all we kind of just saw it coming. This is gonna be the year that they're gonna find their struggles, and I don't think this game showed that they can't win the title. But I think yeah. I think the top six or seven just showed like this could be anyone's right now. Like the, yeah. at where we are, anyone in the top seven, from my point of view, could take this thing and run away. Or no, I me mean, not run away with it, but it could get really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. Um... You know, Arteta was kind of smart to, I mean, he made the the Martinelli switch, which I think he came out and said Trossard felt something in his leg or something, so they took him off more, like, precautionary. Maybe that's the case, or maybe he was always going to bring Martinelli on for the second half. Um, I mean, he came on and just brought in so much energy and Mm -hmm. and caused a lot of issue for for City down that wing. Um, Make Kyle Walker work. Yeah, for real. But then I, I think waiting to see like what changes city was really going to make was was a smart move because then you know they brought in doku and immediately put him on zinchenko and like i was like okay well you know (laughs) zinchenko can defend but like especially when it's like kind of faster dribblers like he kind of can struggle um so i was glad to see arteta make the switch with tomiyasu right away and then i felt pretty comfortable on either side regardless of which side doku was on like ben white can hold his own tomiyasu can hold his own um, you know, I, I thought I maybe would have liked to see Havertz in earlier, just purely to give like the back line and Raya that outlet, because um, they were getting kind of pushed back and they just they could kick it up, but no one can get it, because um, you know Enketi is not the tallest, Jesus is not the tallest. Um, you know, Havertz at least gives the height up top, whether it's from a midfield position or, or the striking position, to at least try and get a, a ball to him that he can get his head on. Um, so I maybe would have done that earlier, but I mean, it all worked out in the end. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you bring in Partey and then it's him and, and Rice in the midfield. Like, you're not getting through that anymore. Yeah, you know? it's, Rice, it's, Rice was so good today, too. I mean, that that clearly shows that's kind of the missing piece. Yeah. Um, and, and again, he didn't have Sokka. So it's like this game could have been very different with another outlet on the other side of the pitch. Martinelli mm-hmm. on one and Sock on the other. That's so dangerous to have. And uh, you didn't really even have to utilize 
a whole right side. I mean, it, it was a battle. It was a, a, a tug of war. I think both teams didn't make this really crazy push until the end when Arsenal yeah. finally like put the gas on the pedal and said, this is our, this has got to be our opportunity right now. And, and um, I mean, hell they did it. It's like, it's their first victory and gosh, right. I see 11 matches uh, versus them. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, six, six and a half years. It's six and a half first, years. Yeah. First points of any kind against that's crazy. City. So, so I mean, yeah, a, a long time coming and, um, you know, happy happy to see it finally happen, and um, you know, regardless of if City's missing players, Arsenal is missing some too. So you know, it yep. it it all works out as it should in the end. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that that we didn't talk about was uh, Kovacic. Yes, um, let's let's go back a little <laughs> bit because uh, in my notes I have Kovacic. Yikes! Uh, yeah. <laughs> how? It just it it's gonna get me all frustrated again. But <laughs> how did that dude not get sent off? What was what do you think Oliver's reasoning was between him? I mean, that second foul and him clearly me, clipping him. Yeah, for me, for me, like that first foul is already real borderline. Like especially considering the sending offs we've we've seen in in recent weeks. Like um, not only is it late, it's you know kind of right there on the Achilles. Like it's uh it's not a great challenge by any means um i think he's it it could go either way <laughs> like it, it's that like darkest yellow kind of foul i think at at the very least but that's um, the see but that's like the perfect time i mean i'm not saying it has to be a red but i'm glad the ref gave a yellow there yeah. um it's the second call that's the one that's like that's a, that's a thing bro. Is, is if if that first foul had not happened, I think that second foul for sure gets a yellow. So now just because it holds a little bit more weight, I get you don't want to like kind of disrupt the game in that way of removing mm-hmm. a player, but you got to call it fairly. Like if, it, if it's if it's a foul in any other circumstance, it should still be a foul here. Like especially, you know, you, you see Jota last week, like, just breathing the same air as his opponent and he gets a yellow and then, you know, he makes a pretty similar tackle to, to Kovacic's mm-hmm. second yep. and gets that yellow, right? Um, so it's like, that that's a hard one to get away from. And I think just to, just to like, ref just wanted to play on right away. I think he maybe just didn't want to, to make that decision. So then he was like, yep, not even really looking at it. Let's keep playing. Let's go and just, you know, move on, um, which is a, a bummer. But, you know, glad it, it didn't really become a thing in the end. But, you know, that's uh, that's one of those, those plays where, like, <laughs> especially with how the refing has been, like, I think that's one of your clear opportunities where you could just, you know, really just uh, – play it by the rule book and say like yes that's another foul too bad so sad you know you're, you're down to, to 10 men now um and i think everyone would have been on your side it, city fans would have groaned but i think mm-hmm. you know deep down they would have also seen like yeah okay well you know if that's against us i would also call it a foul so <sighs> they got away with it um luckily it didn't really matter but it's i'm not saying it's a good thing that he didn't get kicked out but it's almost yeah. better for arsenal history that you beat Man City with eleven, um, sure, yeah. So, you know, you can reflect on that. But, but in the Wolves and Villa game today, um, Mario Lamina got a red card, his second yellow mm-hmm. for pulling on a guy's shirt when it was a 
wasn't it wasn't going to be a crazy break but it was enough to be like you can't do that and you're already on a yellow like yes like you're going to get punished for this and he was like oh he he definitely was like i screwed up but also like (laughs) that was not i didn't like do anything terrible but you grabbed his shirt and stopped play like you can't yeah can't do that um so what why is that a yellow here when it's he'd even hurt a guy and you have it done over here, and the guy, you know, got him in the ankle. Clearly, it, it's yeah. just—I I don't know. The consistency is going to con- always, I think, just bug us and bug all the fans. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, like the live calls, I, I get it. Like, you know, you you, you kind of have to call it how you see it, and maybe from ref's angle, it didn't look that bad. But like, that's that's where VAR needs to kind of step in and be like, hang on, like we're taking a look at this and then I think at least in that situation you gotta have the ref review it as well because um, if he didn't see it that bad of a tackle you know then you okay now you have the benefit of a, a second look and a better angle and then you can see like okay well yeah that that is a second yellow um, you know he, he should be out of there but now I don't know if the rule book allows this, but if you give out a yellow and it goes to far, can they reverse the yellow? I don't think so. Okay. Um, the only, I don't think they review yellows. They'll only review it like, or like take a look at it like that first foul, where it's like, see if it needs to be upgraded. Upgraded, right, um, right. They can't go back, which is silly again, because what if it's clearly yeah. wrong? I, 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 it doesn't hurt I mean, anyone if you go the other way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they should. Um, at least have that as a, as an option. Like I don't know that you need to review every single foul that results sure. in a yellow. Could take way too um, long. Yeah, but you know, for one like this or one where yeah, it's just like um, I don't know, improperly given a yellow for for really nothing. Like you know, you accumulate five or whatever, and then you gotta miss some games. So mm-hmm. like these yellows do matter, mm-hmm. um, even if maybe not in the context of that single game, but like at some point it catches up and they should have a way to i guess correct that you know they, they have the technology <laughs> <laughs> yes they do they absolutely do and they need to start using it uh correctly um i, I do want to point out this one one fact though uh so five years ago uh city lost two in a row any idea who they lost those two in a row to two in a row five years ago mm. um one is in the Premier League. One is not. Um, I just I know they have a bad time against Tottenham, so I'm going to throw them in oh, there. No, not Tottenham. But I'll give no. you the I'll give you the one. It's Leicester. Leicester. Yep. Okay. Um. I, Liverpool, maybe Palace. Palace, really? Yep. December, <laughs> December of 2018. Now, here's the kicker, Chad. And here's something why maybe we shouldn't judge this too quickly. Man City got 100 points that year. Yeah. Two in well, a row to them is... means nothing. They're five and two yeah. at this point. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it is earlier than it's ever happened before. I don't know mm. when you know when's the earliest they've lost two in a row. Um, but it's just, they're not at the top of the table right now. So that's a great feeling. It's a great feeling for... Yeah, everyone else. And I mean, I mean, look, it, it's it's made it abundantly clear that that Rodri right now is the thing holding this team together. They is the didn't have him for the the League Cup, and and they went out there 
and then they didn't have him for these two Premier League games and, you know, lost both. And, you know, it, it's both have been by pretty slim margins, mm-hmm. but that it, that's kind of the name of the game. And, and you know, I think Rodri has at least brought some uh, control or, or calmness to their midfields um, that kind of, I guess, I guess uh, swings those those little chances here and there into their favor. Um, so we'll see. Like you know, he'll be back next next uh, match day. So maybe things will start going their way again. I don't know, but um, it's 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 uh, going to be an interesting international break. I think in in, in city training grounds and everything like. This might be where Pep just now he has two weeks to just think about these back-to-back losses and just like, is he gonna galaxy brain it the next time or is it gonna like go completely opposite and he just like over overthought the the strategy now? And... Yeah. Well, they got Brighton <laughs> next time around and and before we kind of segue to Brighton Liverpool, I just want to talk about the last little bit of uh, of the the match today with a little scuffle. Um, yep. It looked like Ben White had something to do with it, but I think Ben White was just kind of the the smiling aftermath. It was it was Arsenal set piece coach trying to shake Kyle Walker's hand, and Kyle Walker yeah. refusing, thus causing this mini scuffle, which was a bunch of nothing. But I mean, personally, I think Kyle Walker's kind of a hothead. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, and and the, our set piece coach came from City, so like he knows all those guys the same as Arteta does. Mm. So it's not even like. A, like I don't think you're going with any bad blood. It's just like a you know a, a former coworker you know kind of competitive handshake and, and yeah. win. Or, you know I mean maybe he says something like oh you know finally got one over you or something. But like <laughs> I don't know play better than I don't know. <laughs> yeah, get good Walker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was nothing in the in the yeah. grand scheme of things. It was just you know a quick little. It was just coaches and like what Holland, Foden, Walker, and yeah. I don't really know who else was in there besides uh, other players from City. But it was quick. It lasted like ten seconds, and then they all went well, to like, the dressing room. But it, it is just kind of a a bad look. For oh, City, for sure. Right? Like, no, it's not, it's <laughs> like yeah, you're you know defending champions, treble winners at that. Like everyone knows you're good, so you have to take it when you lose like of course any team is gonna be excited and celebrate and you do kind of have everyone against you yep but like it's not like you got outplayed necessarily like yes arsenal held you to i think four shots total which was like their lowest in however many years or something Mm -hmm. but like you know you didn't get played off the pitch certainly it it was a pretty even match back and forth and you know, at the end of the day, the goal came from a just a deflected shot, which is they're always tough ones to take. But I mean, unless unless <laughs> unless the coach is saying some like real banter stuff, I, I, I highly doubt it. I, don't know. I highly yeah, I don't doubt know. it. I'd be crazy. <laughs> but um, I mean, for all of them to be like complaining and Foden looking like he's gonna cry out there, just it, yeah, he was like laughing. But I could, you know, when like people cry and it looks like they're laughing. It was. It looked yeah. like that. I was. Like, I couldn't tell. But I was like, "Yeah, there's no way he's crying over this." But it did. It did look like it. Um, yeah. I, I, this is interesting. Uh, heat map touches in the game. Arsenal six hundred and sixty-three. Man City six hundred and sixty-seven. Damn. Right next to each other. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that kind of proves that it was probably split fifty-fifty with the ball. I mean, sure the touches say one thing, but I, 
I never felt like one team had pure domination over an entirety of the game. There was no yeah. like 15, 20 minutes. It's like, oh my god, like, yeah, they're doomed. Yeah, I think it like it was pretty even. Everyone was just trying to play really slow and controlled. And then it was that second half where Arsenal finally started to kind of like put on the pressure little mm-hmm. by little. Um, I mean, it was a slow burn. Slow burn, and and you know. If that gets the win, then that's what you got to do, you know? So other teams, take, take notes. Let's <laughs> let's get the, the city down the table some more. And... If the Wolves can do it, you can do it too. Yeah, for real. Brighton, get it done. <laughs> and then Bournemouth, correct me if I'm wrong, which is... going to be uh... the first win. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's Man United. Okay, well, I mean... And then Bournemouth. You never know. The, you know, Manchester Derby... <sighs> should be a city win but you know united could pull something nah, out. i don't know let's just segue to united really quick <laughs> chad that was the luckiest 90 plus minute uh mctominay looking like pele out there i don't know if you saw the <laughs> meme someone gave him the ronaldo haircut no. <laughs> and it was that was a good one and it's just um you know when scott mctominay is playing forward they seem unbeatable for scotland too and he was doing he does that for scotland he's, late in games he's that and, new uh uh F- Fellaini? F- uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Fellaini. He's got a little Origi <laughs> in him, you know, kind of that last-minute uh, goal. But Brentford had that game under control. Ugh, and then, geez. God, they let it slip so hard. I, it it looked like it was just um, maybe, again, some of that, like, tired minds, tired legs sort of thing. Because, you know, McTominay's not really causing too much threat alone, but then ball just kind of falls to him and, you know, the the – defenders to track him are just a touch behind him um yeah bummer to watch them kind of just throw it away after pretty much controlling the whole whole game you know mm-hmm. um man i'm a little so worried for brentford yeah they're they're not one win they're not they have one they're not as uh i don't know i thought they would be able to stabilize better like until they can get tony back um their goal differential is fine. I mean, they're negative one, so it's not like they're getting outscored a ton. But the goal, the goals aren't are stopped. They, they, yeah. And Bumo has just been. I think he's, they figured him out a little bit. They realize how they need to play him other teams, and he's kind of their only threat. Uh-huh. Um, again, their defense is their shining spot, but this game should have. They they probably should have won this game. Um, yeah. I don't know what the XGs on it were. It, it can't be high. I guess I can um, look really quick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even for Brentford's goal, like, you know, it, it was poor defending from United, certainly, but, like, even Onana's attempt to save it was just so bad. Like, he gets to it, but he just, like, doesn't want to actually save it or something. I don't know. He has the yips, Chad, I'm telling you. It uh, could be. I, it's, it, it, it's that or... He's always played. Weird... He's always played a little loosey goosey, like mm-hmm. especially at Inter. But this is like, it's like he's trying to impress someone. And it's like, dude, just, just yeah. you're good. Just do, just be you, but but don't go too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'd be interested to hear United fans' thoughts of like the Onana versus De Gea debate, right? Like, mm. De Gea certainly in recent years wasn't like the De Gea of of much previous seasons but he was at least fairly solid like you could kind of rely on him where it looks like onana is like 
very hit or miss, very like hot yeah. or cold. <laughs> I think the expectations for De Gea was a little more like he's going to have that howler every now and then. We know that's coming. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I mean, he led the league in clean sheets last year. So yeah. like okay. most of the time you're going to be okay. And now yeah. I think expectations drastically went up with Onana because he's supposed to be stellar in the back and, 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 yeah. and be kind of that sweeper keeper. And it's been, uh, he's been the sweeper keeper. It's just been, uh, detrimental to what you're trying to accomplish. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, where do you go from there? That's a tough ask. I don't know. I think, I think man, you is going to just be right in the middle of the table. I think, I think there's so. nothing. They have so many injuries. Um, I would say this weekend is, could be their peak. I know it's like a really hot take, <laughs> but honestly, uh, they're getting smoked in Champions League. Um, yeah, yeah. They're sitting 10th right now in the Premier League. They haven't played, as far as I know, anyone significant besides Arsenal. Has, um, has Arsenal been their toughest be right. matchup? Let's see. Um, oh, they had Tottenham already, but they lost. That. Yeah, they've so they've lost their two toughest games against two of the top yeah. teams in the on, in the table, um, and then against arguably middle of the table, they've done kind of jack. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they go away to Sheffield next, so they should be able to pull out a win there. <laughs> they should but, chalk that up, or that could be what Sheffield's first win. Dude, that would be yeah, could be kind of hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if Brentford could almost do it, if Brentford could win ninety two minutes of that game. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> the, with the quality that they have on paper, you, you'd expect a lot more, but so many injuries. And uh, yeah. Rashford's been a shell of himself. Yeah, yeah, he, he's been quiet. I, I mean, I don't... It, I think it'll be a little bit similar to last season where he will have some period of five, six games yeah. where he is scoring again. Um, but he's just he's just not, like the guy to to carry the team that much like you know bruno's kind of stopped scoring mm-hmm. um you know hoyland hasn't really done enough i like him at least. i do like I him, like I, him. I, I, he, he looks pretty promising um he's 20 like i mean yeah what are you yeah, I, 19 maybe even but i don't do know expect? if he'll if, if he'll be worth his price but like you know this the striker market's just like pretty barren as it is so you got to kind of take a punt here or there um but he looks like he has a lot of energy good strength um you know he's getting in good positions and all that so he could become what they're missing um but for right now you know it's kind of rashford has to take that and he's just not doing it <laughs> it's just not working <laughs> and casmiro got subbed off at the, at the 45th minute that's a little concerning too oh i didn't see that. um Again, the direction of this team, and I think being shot down so quickly in in Premier or in Champions, like they're they're not. They, I yeah. think they already know they're kind of not going to have what it takes to go through. So maybe they'll start putting more focus. But that's got to kill your morale in the locker room. Yeah. You know, like that's this is now a worthless tournament that we still have to go play four more games in. Like that sucks. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, and I mean, especially having you know like like Bahrain and Onana and Casemiro and like these these team players that have been on successful um champions league sides like like erickson you know he got to a final with tottenham like you know it's uh gotta kind of hurt for them to like be in in 
what should be a decent team and it's just not really clicking and and you know i i, I, mean, I, I don't watch enough of their games to see if it's like 10 hogs uh, tactics really being the issue but um uh i think it's a combination of evans mcguire mason mount uh, having to start a 30-year-old Erickson or uh, or subbing on a 30-year-old Eric. I mean, Erickson isn't going to be your problem solver. There's no way. Um, yeah, Martial, who's still on that club, which is fascinating. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. This team is this team is bizarre. I don't. I Garnacho, I like. I think he's a great fit. I think mm. they need to be starting him. I think he needs to be playing the whole 40, the whole, uh, well, getting into the first 45 at least. I mean, from from what I've seen. The games he starts, he doesn't end up playing that well, but he's like been the great like impact sub, um, which is definitely something to have. But like when he's being that good as a sub, you need to somehow coach that into like the you know the whole ninety minutes. Because if you can have him on there as a threat for ninety minutes, then you know a, a goal must come from that, or at he's, least a dangerous play. You know, he's like the Anthony Gordon for Newcastle. He's he's that little mm-hmm. energizer. Like yeah, okay, maybe he's not a player who other teams are going to look at as a threat, but he's going to be running around all over the place being a hassle. Yeah. And that gets the fans going too. And then once you get the fans going, it gets the players going. There's a chain reaction to this. And, and when he gets yeah. on the pitch, um, it, it was like that. Uh, I think it was against Liverpool when the goal he got was offside. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, the spark that lit up in that stadium was crazy. And I was like, Oh shit. Like this guy got yeah. him going. It, it's surprising to me. It's it's, he isn't a, a, staple to that lineup and maybe because him and Rashford play the same position but that's where Ten Hag yeah. needs to be like okay how can we how can we make this work the right side yeah. of their pitch they're having to start Bruno at basically right wing which is not his best place yeah. when he's central they moved him centrally in that game and that's when things started to pick up he was starting to have more shots mm-hmm. at goal he was making yeah. uh, 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 Pinnock start to work which great game by Pinnock he, he, he is Brentford's shining star um, because their back line now is just depleted um it's i don't know i'm all for it down to man U, but hey yeah i'm just trying to help you you eth let's just keep those manchester teams falling on the Mm, table mm. so so place to be is london now right that's where everyone wants to be it's it's looking like (laughs) (laughs) um all right let's do a quick wolves and ashton villa game uh highlight because this is the one that i i caught bits and pieces of and i was expecting kind of a, a duel and it, we kind of got that however kinda, villa villa had this at the very end if you saw watkins oh. shot off the post that's that sucks um he was right there and that would have won yeah i mean even a few minutes before that i think they had a pretty good shot um that saw saved like like saw does he keeps the wolves in these games and and um I mean, yeah, but Ollie so nearly got the winner at the last possible second. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it looks like a pretty good battle back and forth. Um, you know, Pedro Neto, again, just causing issues and, like, oh, he's so good. making things happen. He's got that connection with Chan, too. Yeah. That's a, yeah, nice, if, that's a nice fit. If they can both stay healthy and, you know, Wolves can kind of build on that, like, I think Wolves will be okay um, this year. After. I, I I would guarantee they're not going down right now, just off of the yeah. last two weeks and how they've kind of performed. And we just saw Villa kick some big butt last week, and for yeah. them to only score one here, um, yeah, that's a sign. So kudos to both these teams. 
Yeah. Uh, Al Torres gets a goal. <laughs> Fantasy points for me. He kissed. He kissed the badge. That's a pretty big deal. Ooh, okay. Okay. Showing his respect to the the Villa fans. Um, yeah, a little uh, center backs, man. They're scoring a lot right now. It's kind of crazy how much they're actually putting in. Uh, again, interesting game. I'm watching Villa like a hawk because I still think they're gonna <laughs> make that time. They're right there, Chad. They're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're right they're there. Fifth right now. I'm so. like feeling pretty good. <laughs> Um, Chelsea's won two in a row. Yeah, for the first time in a year. It's been a uh, wow. That's cr- pretty didn't know much. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they go against Arsenal when we get back. Uh-huh. There's no way they make that three in a row. Are you worried I mean, about them making it three in a row? No, I mean, look at their 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 wins. Was you know a Fulham team that's been mostly pretty bad. And then, you know, a Burnley side that just finally got their first win over fellow promoted side Luton. So it's like, these are the wins they should be getting. Um, but nothing to, like, you didn't take down a big name, a big team, right? So it's like, helps their confidence, but I, I don't think is enough to look at as a, opposing fan and, and start to worry yet. <laughs> All right. Predict the score line. For Arsenal Chelsea? Yeah. Hmm. Well, presumably Sokka will be back, so that's good news. Um I think it's it's gonna be a two nil for Arsenal. Who scores? Um I'm gonna say Martinelli. And just for the memes, it's got to be Havertz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope this is true. I hope we can look back on this and uh, talk about it. I'm going to write this down. 35th minute, Havertz scoring. You know what? We're going to call that too. At the 35th minute, Havertz will score. I'll, I'll initial that like by it. my name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sweet. It's going on the corkboard. Good. Good. <laughs> okay. We predicted it. All right. Let's talk Liverpool really quick because... Mm-hmm. Probably should have won that game. I won't lie. A little disappointed. Yeah. Um, couple errors. I mean, couple... I mean yeah, yeah. I, I just caught the, the highlights. But, um, yeah, you know, a, a few little, I don't know if you want to say, like, mental laps. Lazy. Just, I call it lazy. Yeah. Yeah, laziness. Um, Virgil, looking at you. <laughs> and they kind of blamed it on McAllister. I was like, nah. I was yeah, like, they're like, yeah. McAllister should have, I was like, Virgil shouldn't have made such a shitty pass. Yeah, yeah, Virgil definitely set him up. Um, I mean, great on Adingra to, oh, of to course. you know, a... run onto that and, and, then, and take the shot. And then Allison's positioning was, I, I, it's hard to even say it, was, it wasn't It was bad positioning. He just didn't expect Virgil to make such a shit pass, yeah. so if he was in a weird spot, and he almost yeah. got to it. It was close. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, he, was, that he was... was where he should be, but it, it was really just the bad pass <sighs> that kind of threw everything amok. Shitty, shitty, <laughs> shitty. But Mo Salah finally got his away goal. And yeah. I say it was a pretty one, and it's all thanks to Elliot because he had the perfect dummy, Oof. allowed the nutmeg. And yeah. I don't know if you saw, Salah was so happy. Mo was like, Elliot, Elliot. And he was he's like, yeah, you. And I was like, yes. I was like, yes, yeah. that's a great sign. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if, if Salah kind of called him off of that, or or if Elliot just kind of knew was, that he was there. I think he, I think he knew. I, I, I think if Salah would have called for it, attention would have been brought to Salah, and maybe it would have allowed Elliot to have a little bit more of a, a position to shoot it. But 
I think it was just the awareness. Yeah. Um, I, I just never have seen with like the striking partners that he's had with Firmino and Mane and all the way down the line of players he's played with when they have made an assist. And in his case, he didn't even make an assist. He just made a move. Yeah. I've never seen Sala so happy is not the right word. Just so like appreciative that he like understood the situation. Cause yeah. he could have taken that shot and no one would have been mad at it because the ball was perfectly placed to him. He even oh, yeah. had a good angle, but Salas was so much better. Um, so that was sick. I was so happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's, it's one of those plays where it just shows, um, you know, the, the great composure and awareness that these players have at, at the top level, right? Of like, if that passes to anyone normally, you're you're taking that shot because you're right in front of goal. Like, why wouldn't you? But then to know or to hear the call of, of Sala behind you and, like, even if you don't know if he has the better angle, like, it's Sala. Like, he could find a goal mm-hmm. <laughs> from the tightest of angles like we've seen, you know? Um, it's just, Those plays are just so fun to watch. It, it's... It's it can be overlooked, you know, in the, in the highlights. Cause you know, they'll just show Salah kicking the goal and, and that's kind of it. But you know, that, that little dummy just really makes the whole play. Makes it's, the whole goal. It shows the trust that they all have with each other. And that's why I think this season is like, oh, it, I think it could be the one that they finally get to win in front of a crowd just because of how much they're clicking. It's like, yeah. if, to me, it feels like easily, this is the best chemistry since uh, 1920. Um, maybe, so. Or at least like, you know, 18, 19, 20. Um, everyone's just on the same page. It's so unselfish. It's yeah. so. It's crazy how fast they've all come together. Considering this whole new new midfield is first time they've all played together. Yeah. Um, the willingness to sacrifice your own statistic for someone else. Granted, mm-hmm. it's Salah. Granted, he has like ten years on you yeah. uh, <laughs> in, in professional football. But it, it, that just made me really happy. But the the thing I want to talk about is the sub is like foul with his shirt being pulled from the back Mm -hmm. that could have been a red card probably should have been and they're saying it wasn't a red card because he wasn't heading towards goal i mean he was but (laughs) oh i i know (laughs) that's that's the argument though is because he wasn't heading maybe maybe he wasn't facing goal and because he was taking the the i guess the parallel angle towards the goal you know following the ball following the ball Getting absolutely just, uh, what they call in the NFL world, horse horse collared, and, yeah. and just just pulled down. Uh, he was technically the the closest person to the goal at the time, mm-hmm. and we see a PK and a yellow come out, and that's about it. And I'm just over here banging yep. my head against the table, saying, <laughs> "What do we have to do?" Yeah, I mean. I mean, clear, clearly a penalty, and, and I get, like, a penalty is, is already significant punishment, right? And especially when it gets scored, but... Um, oh, timeout. There was no yellow. I'm sorry. There was no yellow. He didn't get a yellow. Pascal Gross did not get a yellow for that. So, so unpunished <laughs> wow. is what I'm... Uh, the PK, yeah. but... Yeah, but, I mean, he, he doesn't play the ball at all. He doesn't challenge the ball. No! So, you know, at the very least, that should be a yellow. But, you know, in this situation... Maybe it's not a your most clear like goal denying opportunity, but t- 
to be in the box, basically moving towards the center of the box where the ball is going, feels to me like is if he's not pulled back, either he's getting the shot off or he sees Diaz running up and he can lay it off to Diaz. Easy, you know, like easy goal if that happens. This is you yeah, I I think that's maybe their argument of just like it's not, you know, the clear like, oh, it's the last man tackle sort of thing, like um running into goal, like that kind of clear foul, but it kind of is at the same time. Like <laughs> This just goes back to that Virgil tackle tackle on Isaac against Newcastle. He had three other defenders running in the box mm-hmm. when that tackle was made. Yes, Isaac was the last person or the closest person to the goal. But yeah. even if he would have got past Virgil, those defenders were collapsing on him. So yeah. what and is he the... wasn't even he, he wasn't even like central on goal. He was, he wasn't even you know, close. off to the side. So. He was in the box. Or uh yeah. Right outside. No, he was outside. He wasn't even in the box. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know, man. It's frustrating. It's it's moments like that where I'm just like, okay, if he gets a red, they're down yeah. a man. We possess that ball for the entirety of the game. Sure, maybe Bragg gets lucky and they get a set piece and, and somehow all of our players whiff on the ball and Dunk gets a near I, in. That was terrible defending. I, I feel like there was either bad communication or a lack of communication because it looks like robertson goes for it and kind of pulls potato, out potato. which then yeah which then you know the the following defenders i guess are maybe expecting robertson to commit and and clear it and so they're not really prepped for it um yeah that was just just a bad one to give away and and you know so late especially too is um i don't know it, it the way that robertson pulls out i felt like it it, I mean, looks like he gets the call of like, leave it, but then <laughs> no one's there to pick it up. So maybe Dunk sounds just like Virgil or something, and he's like, leave it, and then Dude, like, all right. <laughs> Dunk Dunk is like the one person on Brighton who should have a man like literally oh, holding yeah. his shirt the entire time, and sure, yeah. I've never seen someone run so freely from point A to point B yeah. untouched. And then yeah. they score, and I was like, I was like, at that point, I was like, I don't think we're gonna win this game. Like, we had yeah. a lot of time. I think that goal, that goal happened at the 78th minute. Um, but even then, we kind of just didn't really have momentum. And then, you know, we had a couple moments where it was like, okay, we look good, but it wasn't anything dangerous. Yeah. Um, so that sucked. That was a bummer. Yeah, I mean, a draw away at Brighton's not the worst result but no. considering some of the chances and and yeah the what probably should have been a red card and you know the sloppy defending on the the last one is just a bummer yeah could have could have easily came away with three points but the game could have been two nil could have been two one yeah and ended two two yeah. and they just got smoked by villa six one so it's just like yeah ah, i, I, I ah. Think still um you know, Joe Gomez comes in and is kind of given this task of being, I guess, kind of right back again, um, which, you know, he kind of, Matoma kind of like breezes past him and he just, he, I don't think, there's got to be someone else. There's got to be a James Milner in this squad that can just jump into right back and hold it down. Because <laughs> Joe Gomez just isn't it. Like he's he's... Like you said last week, he kind of gets the guy on the, the the backside of his shoulder and like 
that little turn and like switch a momentum, he just doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I, they I don't, don't know who you do. They don't. But, they yeah. don't have anyone who can replace that spot. I mean, we have so many. I feel like we have so many people who play on the left, but no one yeah. on the right besides Trent. Besides but, Joe, and Joe's not. He's not I mean, supposed they, to be there. You got um, was it Samikas or whatever? Yeah, but um, he's on the left. Like, I, yeah, I get but it. like, it, is it not worth just throwing him on the right? At least in in training, to just like have it kind of in him a he little should. bit. Because I mean, at least he's you know more um, comfortable on like the kind of wing back, full back role. Um, you know, he has speed. He he has kind of still that attacking threat. Um, I just, I just, I, I think Joe is. It's much more of a central player, um, and it, it's it kind of shows and has shown in in a few of these these plays over the last couple weeks. <laughs> I agree with you fully. I just don't think we have perfect segue. Yeah. A Dan Burns six foot six monster who can just play <laughs> wing back and absolutely demolish. Is he really six six? He's six six. Damn. Who can demolish the likes of Mbappe and make him regret ever saying what he said about Newcastle. Did you, did you see those yeah. comments about when that came up? Yeah. Um, Dan Burns, the man who I said Newcastle needs to replace Pronto, <laughs> shut down the best player in the world, and then went I against mean, West Ham. It, and it was it was that, that that whole PSG team is just... Never they, rated him. Ne- yeah, never, but like... <sighs> I don't know. They they're just they got played out of the park by Newcastle, and you know, watching that game and Newcastle dominating that, and then watching this game against West Ham, like almost feels like two different Newcastles. Honestly, like, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know why, but I will go back and find this. But I told you they're going to put their chips in a Champions you did. League. You did. And they're going to say this is the one year that we have because everyone else in the Premier League just got so much better. And it's yeah. kind of working. It's kind of working. I, I I mean, yeah, yeah. I I mean, look, they're in Group F or whatever. It's basically, Group of Death. I didn't think they were gonna be leading that group. <laughs> Did you see the "I'm but, the Danger" meme? No, I didn't. <laughs> this is the Breaking Bad. I'm the Danger, and it's Newcastle over Walter White's yeah. face, and then it's it's PSG. Who is it? Dortmund and AC Milan. Is, a, is that the team in the group? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all sitting there with big eyes like this. I was like, yeah. I'm the Danger. And I was like, that's quality because that's the truth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe that 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 Champions League schedule kind of worked in their favor. Like that first game against AC Milan, like you got the nerves of your your first Champions League game and however many years it's been mm-hmm. um you know probably the first for all those players minus a few here or there um and that game like i watched it and didn't really see i mean it didn't see too much from either side but like newcastle certainly didn't really look like super into it um but maybe that's what they needed just like one kind of game to just like you know dip their toes in get their feet wet and um see what champions league european football is all about and like I know this PSG game was you know in Newcastle, so they have the benefit of that. But a fan, the way they played, those fans are crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the way they played, they could have went and played in Paris, and I think they still would have played so. that team off. off the I think pitch, the so. I think the fans had a big part of it. They were very loud for every yep. defensive play that they made. I mean, they were locking PSG in their own end. It was crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Ridiculous. Um, the one 
dark spot for Newcastle is going to be Nick Pope. Boy, that boys, yeah. that dude's positioning today was yeah. Was the 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 Susek goal when when it, Oof. what was he doing? He was lollygagging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do you say? He was out there doing his own thing and got absolutely punished for it. And uh, Trippier is just killing it right now. Found found yeah, his he, way back. He's he's finding he's the right passes. Now. He's awake. Um, Bruno G's playing great. Isaac with the brace. I mean this this yeah. is what they have to do to get by in Premier League. Um, again, West Ham doing pretty good this year. However, Jared Bowen shut down by Burns, which is just yeah. something I wouldn't have called for. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This this whole this whole and what is Newcastle in right now? Where are they at? Are they like ninth? Um, eighth like right now. Eighth. Okay, so yeah, right behind West Ham. So I'm telling you, this like this top. I said top seven. I think top eight has this weird flexibility that they can just shift. I mean, they're all, they're all quality teams at this point. Mm-hmm. I think Palace just doesn't have enough to break that. Um, yeah. And then it just falls to United and Chelsea and so on. And those teams can all kind of be mushed together. Um, yeah. But that top eight is pretty nice. It's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, this table's going to split incredibly fast i think and it's just going to continue <laughs> to split and the top eight is going to do their thing and then the bottom 12 is going to be eh, and then the bottom four are just going to be like interchangeable yeah yeah um i think for that top eight it's really going to be you know those european matches and and how much they play into you know injuries um just freshness of players um and you know how much um focus and effort that team places in that like mm-hmm. you know if if newcastle does want to go all in on it like yeah i mean if they can replicate how they played against psg i think they can go pretty far in it um they Ooh. they kind of have that that right kind of play style in europe right where yes. it's like Yes, it can be, be explosive and fast, but it, it can also be pretty controlled um, and lock teams down. You need like, to go hard for one game and get it done, mm-hmm. especially if they if they make it out of group, which I I think they will. I think I they think will, they will yeah. which is crazy yeah. to, to even yeah. ponder. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna look at this really quick. Tottenham's not in Europe, correct? Uh, correct. Arsenal I... is, City is, Liverpool is, Villa is, mm-hmm. Brighton is. is. West, West Ham is. is not. No. Oh yeah, they won. Yeah. They won Europa Conference. Conference oh shoot! League, yeah. And then Newcastle is. And then what? Out of top ten is just United. United. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So what? So. I mean, yeah. Like if so you if you one of them take into account that, then you know Tottenham has the advantage here, right? Of, of not having to worry about it. Um, which you know maybe showing a little bit already um yeah i don't know i don't know that they got the legs to go the whole way and 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 you know win the title out of this but um they're certainly benefiting from no midweek matches currently um and they're out of the league cup i'm pretty sure um i think they went out like first first round for them um so they just will have the FA Cup to worry about when that comes around. So, you know, it can very quickly just be we're only focused on Premier League because that's all we have. And, you know, then, I don't 
know. See what they can do. Um, they're going to fail, obviously, because it's not them. So <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not too. Not too worried about that one. Yeah. Um, all right. Forest and Palace, two mid-table teams going at it with no offense. Not surprised that one fell. My uh, uh, only note was proper lower mid-table football. That's right. <laughs> you, you can't get much better than that. Yep. You can't. Uh, Chelsea Burnley, when Burnley went up 1-0, I said, this could get ugly. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and that's when I tuned in because I was like, oh, this is going to be juicy. And yeah. then Burnley did Burnley things. They fell apart. Yeah. And Chelsea, of course, you know, scored yeah. pretty simple goals. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest shout-out I want to give from this game was just Sterling looked um, not like his old self, but in a much better place than he has been. Mm. Um, he, he's always caused an issue for, for Burnley's back line. Um you know, was a part of a lot of the key plays. Um, gets a goal too, so you know. But again, it's Burnley, so I don't know hey, that you can take too much from this. Last time he popped off against was against Luton Town, so and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it it it's a good win for Chelsea, but it's a game they should be winning. And you know, <laughs> to give up a goal, I think was already maybe a little bit suspect. But um, you know, then the and the game 4-1 definitely looks a lot better. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm not worried. I don't, yeah, there's, they've won two in a row. They have momentum. That's about all they got. Uh-huh. That's about all they got. They scored four, which, <laughs> hey, like, you scored. You're hitting, you're hitting your target. Um, I mean, Nick Jackson hit the finally, target. Finally, so my that's, lord. That's a, that's a big, big day. <laughs> Chelsea fans saying, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, Everton Bournemouth, pretty straightforward. Two bottom, but three goals for Born or for Everton. Um, Jack Harrison, Harrison, it's on my list. Um, yeah, most handsome man in the EPL, calling it out. Uh, <laughs> getting a sweet goal. However, I think I think their keeper is a little out of position. Um, mm. but again, it you got you got to hit your spot. It, it, yeah, it was one of those where it's like I called it a like controlled banger. Yeah, because like he doesn't really like, like smack it. It's mm-hmm. it's a nice like, took his time and and took like the deep breath before and yep. and you know controls it um, into the into the corner. The, but, the keeper uh, parried it, so I mean they were all on the ground and then went out. So the keeper had to bounce back up fast. Yeah, if you were to say would the keeper have saved it if he was like if it wasn't a deflection type situation, I still don't know if he would have. It was a it was like yeah. it was a nice spot. It was a nice angle. And For sure. uh, former Leeds man gets a nice goal yeah. and, and gets Everton a a crucial crucial win. Um, yeah, uh, which, yeah. Bournemouth is is sinking fast, so I think you probably got a sacking coming soon. Rooney. I think I, I, I was with you on that. But I, I think I just saw that he's agreed to uh, no. Birmingham City or something. Okay, but he's. He's coming to the, uh, he's he's coming to the uh, other side of the pond. Oh, everything just says he's he's the front runner and lined up to be Birmingham, hmm, okay. Birmingham City. So I guess not official yet, but um, I I feel like you know not a bad shout. I think I guess your only risk is like he's not a, a 
a Sean Dyche or a, a Big Sam, like proven manager to like get you out of relegation and survive. But I don't know. You got to change something. You're you're falling real fast and and haven't really shown much in any performance to hmm. show that it could go another direction. <laughs> Birmingham's Birmingham is an interesting one. They're sixth right now in the championship. Um, yeah. so I wonder what's happening over there that make yeah. them want to uh, get Rooney because they're in playoff they're in promotion playoff at this point yeah. again long season they've won the last two I want to see Rooney in Premier League I think he totally fits uh, the physicality and I think that's why he was such a good player in the Premier League was because yeah. man when he showed up people said oh my god this 36 year old wants to kill me <laughs> yeah. and uh, he, he kind of <laughs> did he, he, he almost got it done against a couple players um, yeah I mean, do you, do you think, because um, Rooney's taken the man, managerial career, like, properly, I'd say, where he, yes. he started, you know, kind of low level, worked his way up, and now has done a little bit here at MLS. Um, so he has pretty good, you know, mid to low level coaching experience. Um, do you think... United's gonna like take a punt on him if Ten Hog doesn't work out. Like that you're kind of going through this 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 like rebuilds anyway, right? Like that'd be I, crazy. I, that would be a crazy <laughs> shakeup. If it would have been, oh man, I don't know. I don't think United. I don't think United has the balls to do that right now. But I think if Rooney yeah. says I'm not gonna coach for anyone until next season, I could very much see that happening. Um, I could also see it happening for Everton too, since he's, you know, Liverpool boy. Uh, but I think, I think that Man United is a good shout if this season just goes completely South. Um, and maybe even by December, they're out of champions league and, and that team is falling apart and he can come in there and get rid of who he wants and, and bring in who he wants and, uh, kind of, I don't want to say start fresh cause we're, we're mid season, but but I mean, you you come in mid season and you know you I don't know. Let's say they they finish mid season right now, kind of where they're at, like nine, ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. And any manager you bring in, as long as you finish there or above, I think that's pretty good. Like you didn't have a whole preseason to to work with your team. You didn't you didn't have a a, a whole summer transfer window to to get who you want. You know the the winter window is a thing, but like it's hard to kind of get people in and out on that just because it is midseason. Um, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think it'll happen, but, you know, the, these clubs love kind of bringing in the, the former player, now manager, um, whether just for the, the you know, marketing or, or fan appreciation of it or... It's the familiarity. Or, yeah. I think yeah, they understand and, the Man United way. Well, at least yeah, they understand whatever club they're with. The, yeah, the, the, it, the, the dedication it takes. And I think for you know Rooney being such a big name during during uh, Ferguson's time there and and kind of carrying the team in the the years after a little bit, like he definitely has that fan connection and and, and fan love and appreciation. Um, I mean, if United's gonna have a rough season, maybe you bring him in just to kind of not like get the fans back on board, but like get them excited about the team again right mm-hmm. it is it is crazy that man united <laughs> finished top four last year and this is where we're at now 
<laughs> like, yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, is their defense and and De Gea was pretty solid last season, right? Like, so they, is this his fault? Are you saying this? They're at this spot because of him. He just he wanted Onana. He wanted his former Ajax man. He wanted yeah a, a chunk of the the Ajax players he brought in, and they've all yeah. been his whole scouting ideology is like have i worked with you yes you're in <laughs> like he wanted timber too but yeah he ended up at arsenal um you know anthony hasn't really shown enough to i think justify his price um lissandra martinez i think you could say has done well yeah um you know um not that he works with Casemiro before, but, you know, Casemiro's done well. Um, but that's kind of expected. You know, you're coming from years at Real Madrid. Like, you're a known, a known quantity, and you, you bring in a quality that everyone has seen for years. Um, I don't know. And, yeah, you know, Onana is this a good keeper, but maybe just not the stability that's needed in, in the back for this Man United team like your defenders aren't necessarily that like ball playing defender either especially with your injuries right now like you got Harry Maguire in there and um you know we've seen him on the ball and and what he can produce and it's it's nothing to benefit your team you know <laughs> you mean the assist man Harry Maguire to the goal winning Scott McTominay that's it I guess so you know <laughs> yeah um Oof. I don't know I I, I think as as much as Ten Hag was kind of uh, thought about being this like big name or or tactical whiz kid sort of thing, like um, I don't know that I've seen enough over his time that would make me think that. <laughs> A dude looks like he's constantly biting his nails, and it's just like freaking out a majority of the yeah. time. I I don't know. I I feel for him a little bit. Again, it's only been. A uh, year, a year and some change since he's been yeah. there. April of 2022. Um, so short term, you know, he got them to Champions yeah. League. Now they're just snowballing the wrong way. Um, can he rebound? That's that's the thing. Can, if he beats now, say he beats City in a couple weeks, opinions might change. Uh, yeah. I think I think he has to prove himself. But he got the win this week against Brentford, despite. Uh, playing terribly for 92 minutes, and then all of a sudden, yep. a little McTominay spark plug comes in. I, I, I just, <laughs> I just, I, this all started with Rooney. I think Rooney finds his way to the Premier League within the next year. I think that's what's going to happen. Okay, I could see it. I mean, yeah, if he goes to Birmingham, uh, I think he, you know, finishes out that season. Um, I mean, they, they're already you know, in playoff position. So ideally he keeps him at least in that area, if not better. Um, yeah. I mean, if teams are willing to take a, a try at, at Frank Lampard when he had yeah. literally nothing like Rooney's got to, for sure. He's got to look better. Like, yes. yeah, Gerard too. Like, <laughs> yes. So yeah, it could happen. The sellout, Gerard. Okay, two more games to go. We'll skip over that. Uh, the the Fulham-Sheffield game. Um, Fulham went up. Robinson gave up a terrible own goal. He looked yeah. 
there's been a lot of own goals this year. I don't know if it's like the speed of everything that's happening. It's just really hard to defend. But own goals, own goals might be leading the league in goals right now. I feel like we've seen a lot of them. Um, the goal I want to shout is Tom Kearney's double-footed left foot, right foot goal, which was actually an own goal, which yeah. don't feel like it should be. I mean... At that point, no. What, like, what is the keeper supposed to do? Like, that was a great, yeah. that was a crazy shot. The yeah. ball had some crazy, weird, like, traverse spin on it. And then you got a hand on it, hit the post, and it hit your back while you were already in mm. in the goal, pretty much. I thought that was one of the harshest own goals I've seen. Um, and to not credit him with that goal, that was just such a weird shot. It, it, it like, seen? came off, and yeah, uh, it just it it feels like it floated through the air for so long, and then somehow still ends up in the goal. <laughs> so props to Sheffield for getting that. Yeah, um, I'm Fulham. sorry. I'm sorry, Fulham. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was, uh, I, I want to give that as my goal of the week. But is I, that, I have it down too. But it's like it's like is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we do that? <laughs> I think we can do that. Uh, we should be allowed uh, to do that. <laughs> Yeah, make um, our own rules. You know, Tim Ream hit 300 Fulham appearances. That's wow. a big milestone. It's been with him a long time. That is a long time. 300. Yeah. I didn't realize he's been there that for that long. Neither did I. But um, I mean, what you're you're up there. I want to say like like Messi, Xavi, Iniesta were like 500 to 600 appearances for Barcelona. So. You know he's he's putting in the the work for Fulham and 2015. Oh, damn. Yeah, ten almost ten years. It's impressive. Yeah. And arguably, I think like his last three or four has been his best. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I didn't really hear about him before that. You know, even in in uh, the national team, he wasn't like, really playing for us. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he came in and he was like rock solid. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, 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 my captain. I do want to shout out. We have one more game, just the Tottenham Luton game. Let's okay. top it off really quick. Mm. Good job, Tottenham. You beat Luton Town. Mm. People on on Reddit are being like, give us shit for beating top teams, and like, don't give us any credit for beating the bottom. Like, dude, there have not been like a bottom three like this in a long, long. To me, yeah. it feels like a long time. These this bottom three is. God awful. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, really, you could kind of say bottom four, five, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of five. Like, you know, Everton is finally kind of waking up, I guess. And you know, Brentford started better than they have been in recent weeks. But like, you know, Luton, Burnley, Bournemouth, and Sheffield have just—they aren't getting anything going. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, really, like. You did it. <laughs> you did it, but like how wasteful was, was Tottenham with their shots? Like so many were just like either straight at the keeper or wide or high and um you know, against Luton this may not be an issue because you still get your goal in the end, but like if you're gonna bring the same wastefulness against a, a tougher team, like you gotta capitalize on your chances and, and they just look so Shooting for for sure, but like so, just um, just wasteful. I guess is the only way I can kind of say it. <laughs> Don't forget, they only beat Liverpool because we had nine men. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
It's just, uh, I don't know. I, I get like, you know, the random Reddit posts like recommended to me sometimes from their sub and, um, you know, I click on them every once in a yeah. while and, and right now they're all feeling real good. Like, sure, sitting top of the table, but um, they're starting to dream over there of winning the title. Um, eight games in. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, dream it, you know, but believe what you want to believe, but there's a long way to go. Um, They've had I no can't... impressive wins. Yeah, you, you definitely got some more hurdles coming your way. So. Holy shit, Chad. Just look at their schedule. 2-2 Tottenham. Okay, Tottenham's uh, bottom five. 2-0 Man United. Man United has done nothing special. 2-0 mm-hmm. Bournemouth. Okay, another bottom three team. Uh, 5-2 against Burnley. Another bottom three team. 2-1 Sheffield. Bottom three team. 2-2 Arsenal. That's that's the one, which, you know what? 2-2 against Arsenal, great job. Great job, but... You came to play that day. Kind of off the back of that Jorginho uh, mix-up at the back. That is then true. he's running straight into the goal. So, it's a great result for them, for sure, but um, not without that little caveat. 2-1 <laughs> Liverpool, which, hey, Yeesh. go listen to our last episode about that Look. one. Yeah. <laughs> and then 1-0 against Luton Town. There hasn't been anything in there yeah. where I'm like, damn, yeah. this is a title contender. So, I mean, yeah, Sorry. now I think, I think we'll start to kind of see their season start, right? Like, they've, they've, I mean, I guess even for the next couple of weeks, they're okay. They got Fulham, Palace, Chelsea, Wolves, um, you know, Villa. Then um, December's kind of a sketchy month for them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You, you, you've played a lot of the bottom team so winning what you should win um yeah i don't know i mean if they want to their fans want to get ahead of themselves and do it go for it like uh, i get it you know fan perspective you take what you can get ride the wave but um play us again damn it (laughs) yeah I i wouldn't get too far ahead you know um yeah just when do you we know. play them again? Eight, oh, God, May 4th. That's way too long. May 4th. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait that long. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm not worried. I'm not worried, Chad. I'm no, not. no. Again, too early. Way too early. Yeah. Especially when West Ham was in front like two weeks ago. You don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. And, you know, the, it's still just so tight. That top, what? six you know brighton's at 16 points tottenham's on 20 like that can swing in two weeks yep. and thank goodness i'm know. so glad we're back to this like it can yeah. just go back and forth so quickly and not just man city running away and be like all right who's got two through five <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's nice to, to see you know at this point a healthy amount of competition yes. um kind of yeah, I'd say the table's like kind of split in thirds, I guess, right yeah. now. Top, middle, um, bottom. Yeah, so nice to see that. Nice to see, you know, yeah, not City running away, not not anyone running away, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, even the, the mid is, is kind of competitive for your Chelsea and United's, you know, they got to get something, so. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's do our team, player, and goal. Uh, yeah. Team? Team, um, while not the uh, most electric or exciting performance, I had to go Arsenal. You, you, you got the points 
after six and a half years of no points, like it, it kind of defeats your demon, right? Yes. So, um, I feel like, yeah, that they were all the other teams, like, I feel like everyone won who should have won, you know, like, you know, maybe Brentford should have held on, but, um, you know, Liverpool probably should have won, but. They, true, they but, wouldn't you know. have they wouldn't have gotten it if you beat city yeah. for me this year you're getting team of the week i'm sorry it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be that easy uh <laughs> wolves you earned it arsenal you earned it brighton yeah. you're up next don't let me down and then yeah, we'll just continue on. to go from there um <laughs> no that's that's awesome great pick goal goal's a little tougher uh mm-hmm. for me mix of reasons the Kearney goal the solid goal the first one just because of how beautifully it was set up and then the jack harrison goal just because the perfect placement and uh, i haven't seen too much of him and i do think he's one of those players that is still fairly young and could get especially if everton is going to get really good he's going to go to i i'd be willing to put money that he goes to a top six club uh if everton drops yeah i mean at this point oh do i want to say this (laughs) say it i don't know what you're gonna say say um uh, okay, I'm not going to put my name on it that Everton's staying up, but they're at least getting the points off of the neighbors that they need to. Like, yep, they they lost against Luton last week, so like that hurts. But like, you're beating uh, Brentford, you're beating Bournemouth, you drew Sheffield. Like, you know, you're you're not surviving, running away from from relegation, but you're getting the points over the teams that you need to. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna sign my name that they're saying up. Okay, no initials. <laughs> but I'm I, I'm feeling okay for them at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, um, I think Harrison's goal is definitely good. The only other one we didn't even talk about it, but uh, Kudus, his goal for oh, West Ham. Oh yeah, that was nice. nice. That was nice. First um, goal for him in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, I thought that one was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, that the the Kearney goal was just so weird and like I feel wrong picking that one, but I, dude, it should have been his goal. I, it's I, it wouldn't <laughs> shock me if tomorrow they're like, you know what, you, that was your goal. I think, can they do that? I think they can maybe do that. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of between Harrison and 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 Kearney. Let's give it to Kearney. Let's call it the OG, like the first OG that uh makes it. I like it, yeah. And a worthy OG, not just like a random deflection. Like No, that was... Yeah. It was pretty much in. You know? Yeah, you yeah, 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 earned it. You yeah, earned it. And then player, Chad. Whew, player's tough for me on this one. Um, mm-hmm. Man, Matt Turner. <laughs> Matt Turner's up there for keeping that clean sheet. But I think I it's got to... I like, know. I think it's got to be McTominay. I think it's got to be him coming in coming in as a super sub and putting two mm-hmm. away in the 90-plus. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, my only other shouts... Um, Sterling, just because he was creating a lot of, of issue, um, got his own goal as well. Um, two shots on target. Um, Isak, you know, two goals, two mm-hmm. shots on target. Martinelli's kind of the the same as like McTominay, just you know the sub came in and kind of changed the game. Yeah, um, Martinelli for me too. Um, and then I had I had Rice in there. You know he kind of held mm-hmm. down that midfield. Um, three tackles, three interceptions, one block, two clearance. Ooh. Like he was cooking in that midfield, and you know it's kind of easy to overlook that when 
you know, goals win games for and sure. stuff. But he had some, he, some huge tackles in there. So he felt like the um, difference maker for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm Let's go Rice. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of either Rice or McTominay, and let's zag. While while yeah, while McTominay did get the two goals and and you know the winner out of that, like he didn't do anything else. Let's be real. They, yeah, yeah. Then they just I don't know. It was <laughs> he was clutch. That, he was clutch. That right place, right time kind of yeah. goal for both of them, right? Like he was clutch for four uh, minutes. Yeah, I did enough. But you know, Rice. Rice, Rice held down the whole midfield for the whole game against City. His control so. was so good. His possession was perfect. He Did he ever f- screw up? No. Uh, if he, I if think he no. did, uh, I missed it. Same. You know? <laughs> uh, a game was, it was a pretty flawless game from him. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, let's zag. You don't need to be a goal scorer to earn this award. Yeah. Props to you, Rice. I'm happy yeah, with it. I like that. I I'm like happy that. with it. Uh, I think that's all I got for Premier League news. Uh, I do want to shout out my boy, uh, Christian Pulisic, four goals for AC Milan, uh, leading the team in goals scored. Dude is a money maker over there. AC AC fans love him, absolutely nice. love him. It's crazy. They're chanting USA in the press box whenever he <laughs> scores, and it's just so freaking weird to hear. Uh, I will never be an AC fan, but. It's cool to yeah. see that happening. And then uh, former Arsenal Olivier Giroud getting in goal. <laughs> Did you see the save he made? Yeah. Closed his eyes, punched the ball, took it out of midair, and then his teammates just kind of they didn't dogpile him, but they gave him a lot of yeah. pats on the backs and the head. And yeah. I was like, that was crazy. So I don't know. I kind of want like I, I can't get an AC Milan jersey, but boy, do I want a Giroud goalkeeping kit. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what how the question came up, but someone posted a old uh, interview that Arsene Wenger did, and he said like, "Yeah, if if Petr Cech ever has to go out, I'm throwing Giroud in goal." No way. So maybe it's a known thing on the on the training pitch that like he's got a little keeper in him. I don't know. But. No, he looked that save he made where he like punched the ball down. That was genius. You don't see like a keeper. They usually are punching it up. But, yeah, like, the yeah. way he punched it down was kind of fascinating. And I was like, huh, I've never thought about that. Because the, you, because then the ball is going to bounce, and you have time to recover. Mm-hmm. When you punch the ball up, that's giving players time to, like, set up on a volley. Yeah. It was it was yeah. very fascinating. I definitely, like, took a minute to think, like, what situation would he have been in if he had just punched it up? Um, yeah. It makes you look back and be like, situation, like, oh, if I punched it down, you would have more time to recover. It, it's it's weird. It can't happen often because you're going to probably hit a player if you do that. Sure, yeah. But um, it didn't. So I mean, it worked yeah, out. It's always fun to see, you know, an outfield player now playing keeper. Um, often they don't have much to do. Like, it, you know, it comes at the very end of the game. But love it. For him to, to get in it. there and, and make some key save. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you one more side note did you ever see the video of uh mendy when he played for chelsea and he was doing the ping pong game where he was grabbing the balls in oh, midair, yeah, yeah. and then they had uh uh ziech come in there and do it mm, i don't remember what ziech did but oh he missed every single ball that was thrown to him. Ah. it was the funniest thing i've ever seen and like the way his like hand-eye coordination worked just it just didn't so mm. I, i'll send that to you it's really funny to watch because it just shows how <laughs> uh some players have they just don't use their hands ever and yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's crazy how amazing they are with their feet yep. which is <laughs> doesn't make sense to me how you can be that good with your feet not your hands uh so 
But yeah. All right. That's all I got for this week. Yeah, I think that that rounds it out. International break. We got what two weeks off. Pretty much. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe if anything crazy happens this week, we'll we'll do a little. Lot. Hey, maybe if Wayne Rooney goes somewhere, we'll pop back in and do a quick little, quick little chit chat and be like, "That's going to be sweet, or that's going to be real bad." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we come back to uh, oh, Merseyside Derby, mm-hmm, Liverpool mm-hmm. versus Everton. That'll be spicy smoke as show. always. Should be a smoke show. Should <laughs> should be, be, but you know, um, yeah. City Brighton, Chelsea Arsenal. Yes, yes. Yeah, got some got some heat. Oh, Aston Villa, West Ham as well. Nice, nice. So. We'll get some movement on the table for sure. Good. I'm looking forward to it. It's nice having a week off, but at this point, I'm like, the season, we're like in a groove. And now I'm like, yeah. damn it, now I got to take a weekend off? Ugh. Yeah. It's <laughs> All right, Chad, with that, I think that wraps it up. For sure. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with that. The hooligans are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.